What's up, everyone? This is Dean Thomas. Today on the MMA on Sirius XM podcast, myself and Anthony Smith catch up with PFL's Aspen Ladd, who discussed her promotional debut and win, plus what life has been like for her in the PFL. Also, Anthony discusses his matchup with Jamal Hill ahead of their main event in March. The one, the only, one of my favorite people in the game. And a lot of it, you know what I'm saying? She stayed low key, but the reality is she a true G. Miss Aspen Ladd, how you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. It's good seeing you. I legit had no idea who the lineup was today, and I'm happy to see your face. Well, there we go. Well, and Anthony here, too. Well, what about my face? <laughs> well, I'm more familiar with the other one, but, you know, you're both good faces. Well, you know, Congratulations. You had your first fight in the PFL. Was it everything you expected it to be? Yeah, it was awesome. Very professional. It's like, it's all the same stuff that we're used to doing. It's just like a slightly different format. Like, honestly, a little bit more chill, a little bit less, um, like, militant in when you're going to do things. But it's all the same stuff from what I'm used to, basically. Well, I think a lot of the people who work for the PFL used to work for the UFC. So they brought a lot of the same systems over to make, because I mean, the systems are the systems and they work. So I think that was probably made you a little bit more comfortable. Is that fair to say? So, I mean, there's other stuff I was doing. Like, I'm so used to like having to check like what I'm wearing 24 7 because I don't want to get fined for it. Right. And I've been doing that for years. So it's like, I almost have a like jump out of the bushes and like check like you literally have a dude that'll check your underwear in the UFC to make sure you're wearing Reebok or Venom or whatever it is at the time and they don't have that obviously but uh so there's things where it's a little bit more uh chill and that's one of them and I'm not used to it yet so I'm still like checking behind bushes for people to come out and get me for wearing the logo but yeah so tell me about the fight I mean it was a split decision Going into the decision, did you think you had done enough to win, or um, were you just kind of like biting your nails, like, "Oh no, this I can't lose my first fight here in the PFL." Every single time I've ever gone to a decision, I've always felt that I've like it's terrifying. You never know. I did feel like I'd done enough to win it, but still, it's not me making that decision. You know, and you go into them, you could have done everything in the world, and you'll still see it go sour. But um. Yeah, I've, uh, that, that's a terrible feeling to to like not actually know. Um, you know, I always tell people that the worst part about fighting on such a big stage is is you get so comfortable on the regional scene, and and it's always just about the fighting. Like before you get there, it's the the main thing is the fight, and then you you start getting into these big spots and these huge organizations, and it sometimes feels like it's less about the fighting and more about maybe the promotion and all the other stuff around it. it. Did it feel like maybe you were able to step down a notch and were more comfortable, maybe it being less about everything else other than fighting? My teammates and I have actually talked about this before, my coaches, like trying to talk it out basically and about how basically when you're like an amateur or a young pro, you're just, you're, you're all go all the time. You're just a vicious thing you don't make any money you're just doing it you want to and then the longer you do it when your life starts to depend on it and this is your life it's the stress starts taking away the fun and you perform differently based off that and 
uh, there's definitely more expectations and things do, at least you feel differently. It, but trying to get back to like, when you're just broke and do it as you wanted to, that's where the level I'm at right now, trying to get back to that. But it's still like, when your entire everything depends on it, there's a different level of stress there. So, and yeah, being in the bigger, biggest organizations, I do think it has more of an impact for sure based on, as opposed to just fighting for like the little promotion down the street, you know? Yeah. So did, did maybe having the opponent that you had for your, for your debut in the PFL, do you think that that helped a little bit? Because when I, first got signed to strike force this was years ago it was like 2011 i got knocked out by a guy named adlon amagov it was, he slept me cold so they take me to the hospital and i am in the same room as her because she got her arm broken by ronda rousey that's how long she's been around so like did that help you go back to maybe that just doing it because you want to because you know you have someone that a is very very dangerous and capable and b someone who who carries so much stock in her name that a win over that means so much did that help at all Honestly, I didn't. it wasn't that uh introspective or i think that's the word for it but having that opponent it was just all go from the time they said because i knew like you're not gonna get it's basically like you go in it's like all right let's see what she's made of because that was i think number like if you don't know who julia butt is in the weight class then you don't pay attention to the weight class if you haven't watched mma for a long time but that was basically the toughest opponent they can throw at, at me at a weight class in a new promotion so i don't know if i that i was focused more on that or just the fact that it was all this new and extreme things and i knew i'd bring my egg in completely if i was going to beat this chick did did the did the weight class make you uh, give you the ability to maybe focus more on training and not always stressed about the weight cut because obviously the elephant in the room is you know at 135 you you had some issues and i suspect that a lot of your training camps were probably less focused on fighting and more focused on getting on weight so it, it was that a relief like in and did you enjoy maybe fighting a little bit more and and were able to focus on just her no, it was a night and day experience. Like, I actually enjoyed fighting, like, and the whole process leading up to it. And I felt fantastic. Like, there's been, there was no extreme anything to get there, and there was no rebound after. Like, I'm usually feeling awful for weeks after a fight in the cut, but I felt like at a normal level, like, when I'm training and healthy, that's what I fought at. And it was, as I said, night and day, just compared to like a, trying a 35 cut or a failed 35 cut. But yeah, no, felt fantastic as far as that goes. So can we safely say that bantamweight is probably in your rearview mirror for the foreseeable future? 100%. And I knew that, I've known that for a while. Um, I love that. This, this, but uh, the last couple months has been the catalyst of now I'm there officially. But I don't foresee myself going back. Um, I'm that makes me really happy to hear, uh, you know, I, I had a lot of struggles at 185 and, and had diminishing returns. And, and so when I see people move up and I hear them say that, you know, I enjoyed fight week for the first time, I had the exact same experience and, and it's like, you finally feel like yourself in there. So, um, 
I'm I'm really I'm really happy that you're I guess realizing it and not letting the maybe culture of MMA and and weight cutting kind of continue to suck you back down. What she said. Um <laughs> That's a good one, Aspen. Uh-oh, did Aspen, did we lose you? You did for a second. Okay, here we go. She tried to, she dropped the mic. She, I, she threw I a gem she and mic, dropped the mic. I know she mic dropped me. That's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Okay. Hey. What, what was the oh, question? Go ahead, Anthony. Okay. I, my, I, I, honestly, it wasn't really a question. It was more me saying that I had a lot of struggles weight cutting to 185 for years. And, and so when I hear you say things like you enjoyed fight week for the first time, I had the same experience and, and finally maybe showing up to a fight feeling the way that you felt during training camp is, is it's a fantastic feeling. So, uh, I'm glad that you're not. And I guess I'm, I'm hoping that you don't continue to let the weight cutting culture and maybe the culture of our sport where everyone always wants you to suck yourself back down because of opportunities or money or, or whatever. I still get offers like, Hey, would you fight this guy at 185? Like, fuck no, never again. So I hope that that, I hope that stays the same for you. Yeah, no, as I said, it's night and day and just being healthy again and not just trying to recover. Like every fight I've ever had, most part, I'm trying to recover enough to fight. And this was the first time I didn't experience that. And as you're saying, like, the only reason I was where I was is because there was no opportunity anywhere else. Things have changed. And uh, yeah, no, I'm done sacrificing my health and just trying to kind of sort of do it when I can fight at a natural weight class, feel good, and go out and compete with the best of the world. So it's like, I'm happy with the pain here. You know, I've always said that, you know, sometimes people are meant for different organizations. And the fact that you can now fight in the PFL where it's merit-based and uh, and be able to showcase your skill, they have your weight class, it's merit-based, you don't have to go out and talk a lot of trash, and you can still be rewarded for your performance. Is this the opportunity for you, is this what you were looking for for your career? Is this a better move for you than the UFC? The UFC was, um, I don't regret my time there. Um, it was an experience, a learning experience, and obviously that's where I built my name. But right now, and just like the quality of life and the quality of my career and just being able to enjoy all of it, the PFL is a much, much better fit for me. And since I've been here, since, uh, and obviously I haven't been here that long, nothing but, for lack of better terms, good vibes. Everybody I've dealt with, every experience I've had, it's all been positive. There's been no negative. There's been no, and it's, it's a lot more personable. So like with the UFC, you're, you're a number. You're like, you're, you're just a thing. And you get treated very well sometimes based on how they're feeling about you on that day. Like the UFC in general with me and just everybody, all the other fighters I'm interacting with, they're just cool regardless. It's like, oh, you're a human being. I'm going to treat you like one. So that's a new experience for me. Something that's a very, very cool. Now, I thought that Saturday, or was it Friday night when, when, when the fight was, it was a great night for the PFL. We saw uh, Larissa Pacheco beat 
uh, Kayla Harrison and you made your debut. So a lot of things have, have happened for that organization for women's MMA. Um, how do you see yourself in this mix now with, you know, Kayla Harrison, Larissa Pacheco? How does, how does that, how do you see yourself? Friday night definitely mixed things up a little bit. The world at large did not expect Larissa to come out on top of that one. And it's kind of a weird situation. So it's not like they've only fought once or twice. Those chicks have already fought three times. But now, honestly, it just makes sense for him to rematch again for a fourth time. But, I mean, that's my opinion. And it's back to the question of the weight class. Like, they're probably going to stay at 55 if they're going to rematch within the 55. But I really don't know what the promotion's planning to do with them and uh basically i would love to fight kayla and that kind of thing but now the rest is the way but also they have the 45 tournament coming up and that's my plans for the future so really it just depends it depends on what they're going to do with those two if they're going to rematch them right away if they're going to do something else i don't know I'll would you go to start. 55 i couldn't i would imagine i'm asking you to go to 55 they have not asked me to go to 55 because 45 is the weight class. Yeah, did uh, you? We have, we have spoken, and I've, I'm very open to, uh, like, super fight type situations where it could be at 55, could be at 50, could be at 45. Those are outside the tournament. But that was obviously before Friday night happened, and uh, now they're, their 55s are a little bit different than people had planned. So could a fight like that happen? Absolutely. Could it be at 55? Sure. Could it be at 50? Possibly 45. I, I really don't know, but there is a possibility for a fight in outside of the 45 weight class. So when do they anticipate doing the tournament for 45 and how soon can we see you back out in the, inside the cage? I want to say for whatever reason, I'm thinking it's April. I think April's when it begins, but I might just be basing that off of uh, previous start times with them. So we haven't spoken yet, but I believe that's around when it starts, and that is my intent right now is to go into it. That's that's amazing, Aspen. I am so happy for you. I, I mean, you just look brighter, like you're glowing right now. You, like everything seems to be working in your favor, and I totally appreciate you coming on the show today. I mean, you're an amazing, beautiful human being, and much love and success to you. And anytime you want to come back on, please do. Thank you for having me on. And yeah, it's just life for me has been things happen for a reason. And it's true. Everything's happened for a reason to this point. Everything's going better than I could have hoped. Well, awesome. Aspen, enjoy the rest of your day. And thanks for coming on. I'll see you soon. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Busted Open is your daily home for all things pro wrestling. Join Dave LaGreca, WWE Hall of Famers, Bully Ray and Mark Henry, and hardcore wrestling legend Tommy Dreamer. Dave LaGreca here. From WWE to AEW, Impact, New Japan, Ring of Honor, and more, we talk it all. Whether you grew up watching Ric Flair or Stone Cold Steve Austin, Busted Open is your place for pro wrestling. Busted Open, Mondays through Saturdays at 9 a.m. East on Fight Nation, Sirius XM Channel 1. 156. So, Ant, man, you got, a, you got a fight coming up. The fight was announced against Jamal Hill. He's he's on the come up, man. How do you feel about this matchup? I love the matchup. Um, I, I love everything about the matchup. And, and you know, I, I'll start with the matchup first, and then I'll go to him personally. But I he's got a funky style. He's It, it yeah. works for him. You know, he's 
he's a crafty long southpaw with like god-given power so mm-hmm. he's able to land really powerful shots in i don't know in situations where maybe other guys wouldn't it wouldn't ha- wouldn't have that much power in those situations so he's just got weird power from weird angles um i think he forces people to get uncomfortable like he forces people to rush like they're in a hurry like I think that's the kind of guy you got to be really patient with and you got to kind of pick at him. Like he's not going to be a guy you're going to get out of there in the first round, probably, and probably not the second round because he's, he's a dog for one. So he's going to always be, there. we didn't know that until his last fight, man. Like his yeah. last fight really showed that he was a dog. Cause I didn't, I questioned his heart, you know, considering it, like he doesn't train in a room to like make him a dog. Yeah. Like he's no, not like, he's so, not dog fighting yeah. in training. I promise you that. Yeah, he's not dog fighting in training. So it's like so I question his ability to have that in him. But when he fought Tiago Santos, he showed he had that dog in him. See, and and I'm not saying he doesn't have it in him because I've seen it too. I just don't know how deep that goes. Yeah, because Tiago is a different guy. Tiago is not indeed. the same guy that I fought. It's not the same guy that John Jones got. So I think you know how it is. It when you're in a fight. And it's kind of back and forth and you're struggling and you guys are battling it out, but you can tell like maybe for a second, maybe for a little while we're on the same level, but one Mm -hmm. of us is working harder to stay there. I think that, I think that Jamal could tell that like, even though they were kind of like tit for tat there for a little while, I think he could tell that Tiago wasn't going to be able to sustain that. And he could. So yeah. It's different. It's a different yeah, kind of you're a dog for sure. fight. For sure. Different kind of dog fight. And and that's how I kind of viewed that one. Uh, I suspect we're going to find out how much of a dog he really is here pretty soon. But I I I I think he's going to be a problem for my style. Just he's going to create problems for me. He's going to make me do things I don't want to do. I don't, I don't like being patient. I don't like having to take my time. I'd rather just get in there and let's just butt heads and go. But that's how he counters people. He gets people that he he forces people to overextend. He forces people to want to chase him or blitz him because they can't reach him because he hinges at the waist so oddly. Like you ever see him like, yeah, like the camera will be a little zoomed in and someone will throw a combination. And it looks like he took like four or five steps backwards, but he didn't. He just leaned back. So he just he he fights so so weird. And and I don't mean that disrespectfully. It works for him. And he's yeah, I know. I I remember watching him thinking like it's he's got such an instinct for fighting like he's i don't great know eyes. If it was, yeah like great eyes and like he just was like born to do that right like he, it's yeah. not something that like you like pick up and learn you know it's just like something that you just kind of have i guess yeah like he, he was born that. with it and he's added a couple yeah. skills around that i wouldn't say that he's the cleanest tactician but no. what he does i wouldn't teach anybody to fight like that but yeah the way he's developed it, it works. And and when you carry the kind of power you have, you can get away with some kind of, you know, some of those things. So he's going to force me to to slow down a little bit. It's going to be a, a little bit of a slower, methodical fight. I'm going to have to pick my shots and, and trap him. And, you know, it's going to be, I'm going to have to really use my brain when a lot of times I don't have to. Um, I'm going to have to outsmart him and not necessarily out tough guy him. You know? But don't you think that's your to your advantage, considering that you've been in these spots before, where you yeah, I just maybe don't not like fought it. guys <laughs> like him. Yeah, maybe not fought him or guys like him, but like you've been in spots where you've, you know, you got fifty fights, so like you've been in these spots before. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's it's just not the most. It's an exciting fight to train for because he does present so many so much danger. Like he is very dangerous, 
But as far as the, the, I don't like having to, I'd rather just dogfight, but that's letting him in. You know what I mean? Like I have the ability to outthink him and outsmart him and walk him into traps and, and set traps. I, it's just not always the most, in, like, you know, like when you're in the locker room, when I was getting ready to fight mm-hmm. Vulcan Ozdemir, it was like, or Gustafson or yeah. Shogun, like we're about to fucking throw down. Like, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen, but we're going <laughs> to fucking throw down and we're going to figure it out. Jamal Hill's not that guy. He's yeah. the guy where you got to be like, all right, I got to make sure my hands are in the right spot. I can't overextend. I can't chase him. You know, I, I got to draw the counter out of him and counter him. It, like, it's a lot of thinking. And so, like, it's not as much fun, I guess. As a yeah. person, I fucking love that guy. <laughs> like, yeah, right. He's fun. I mean, we had a couple beers in New York. I got a fantastic picture with him. It was funny because like everyone kept asking both of us, like, well, who are you gonna fight or who are you gonna fight? And the whole time we knew we were fighting each other. It just wasn't yeah. out yet. So I like the guy. You know, he's um, you know, he t- I, I like I like the look on his face when he talks about his kids. Mm-hmm. Um that dude's got six kids. Yeah, I mean he got gang. He's kids. he's busy, man. He's busy. Y'all yeah. you two guys together have enough kids to Make y'all ten between team, the two of offense us. and defense. Yeah. yeah, we got 10 between the two of us. He's got like a 16-year-old too. It's not like they're all young either. So um, I don't know. I, I I always find myself drawn to, you know, kind of gangster-ass dads. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's just kind of yeah. – he's got that thug mentality, but he's also a great dad. And I don't know. I like his manager. I like his team. So it's not going to stop me from whooping that ass. But I don't mind – I don't mind enjoying the company of the person I'm fighting. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I think this, I thought when I saw you two guys in New York, you guys had great chemistry between mm-hmm. the two. And I was like looking forward to watch you guys fight because I think that's a it's great matchmaking. I mean, you a dog, he a dog. It's going to be a great fight. MMA on Sirius XM is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Plus, catch Unlocking the Cage weekdays from 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern and MMA Today Tuesday to Thursday from 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156, and on the SXM app. Sirius XM Podcasts.